Recorded live from the fabulous Fetter Building in Rochester, New York, welcome to Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her as well. And today is a very special day, Penny. It's our anniversary. Anniversary of what? Of our podcast no that's right around july 4th you know that independence day thing oh oh yeah well then it's it's the the first day we first day we met no the first day we met was actually october 31st 2018 on halloween because we were on connections with evan dawson that day so that will always stick in my mind is every important thing we do done on a holiday apparently so what's special about today today's ask each other questions day we're going to spend time talking to each other and seeing what we think about a whole wide range of things i think it'll be a great way to let our audience know a little bit more about me no us us today us thank you i just thought it was our scheduled guest has the flu so we needed to improvise day yeah, it's that too. Plus, it's National Annoy Squidward Day. Squidward, like from SpongeBob? Yep. That's not really a thing. Everything's a thing, Amy, including you sending us to the break. That is a thing. And so we'll be right back after the traditional music swell and fade up. Let's talk about change, Amy. Okay, let me see. It looks like I've got three quarters, a nickel, a Canadian loonie, and a few British tenors from when I was in London because I'm an international comedian. No, not that change. Change is in transformation. The topic of Transformation Thursday. Oh, yeah, that. Well, we're doing this podcast to highlight how much things change and how quickly they do it in society today. Everything changes, and change isn't good or bad. It just is. The more we realize that change is just the natural progression of things, the better off we'll be. Now, let's talk about change. Didn't we just do that? No, no, not the last one. The first one. The coins. Money. About how people can give us some of theirs so that we can continue talking about ours. Are you just trying to get people to go to our Patreon page to support this podcast so that we can continue our exploration of what it means to live in a rapidly changing world? Because although this is a labor of love we do have expenses and by going to transformationthursday.com they can help ensure that we can continue to be bringing this fun and insightful commentary on the world today plus get exclusive patrons only content um if i say yes can we get on to our next segment oh god i hope so Okay then, transformationthursday.com. Also, can you break a 20 for me? Sure, I can get that to you in euros. Okay, now you're just showing off. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I am still Amy Stevens and my pronouns are she, her. And I am Penny Sterling and my pronouns are she and... There's she, her as well. <laughs> she and her? She and, uh, there's she and her and goddess, I think. It's it's a, it's a great day for us. Uh, we have a lot of really cool guests in here, but we rarely have a chance just to sit down and talk to each other. Uh, and so uh, our, uh, our scheduled guest for this show uh, called in sick with the flu. So we're going to just talk to each other. Yeah, and I think it's a good time for that. I mean, we've been... We started dropping episodes. I mean, you want to talk about anniversaries. We're probably right about six months of dropping. I mean, we're pretty close. We started dropping we're, episodes in August and it's February. So it's yeah, six months. Well, yeah, like we're on show number. Actually, we're, we're past that because this, I think, is going to be our 32nd or 33rd show. So we're we're past the six. We're, been, we're past our six month anniversary. Well, we and you didn't get me anything, Amy. I know. I had this eye on this cute little corset online, but. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, maybe that was going to be a present to me. <laughs> okay, so let's just ask ourselves some questions about, about things. All right, so you go first. All right, so um, what, as when you transition, we both transitioned within the last five years, um, and it was a nervous, and as, a, as, as I look back on it, there were things that were, that were amazingly scary, and things that were just plain old amazing. And so my, my question to you is, what, as you started your transition was an event that kind of surprised you in a sweet way. Something that happened that was like, oh, this is really nice. 
right after I started hormones. So this is probably probably the first or second time I went to the Walmart pharmacy near my house to mm-hmm. refill my prescription. Wow. And I give them my name, which at the time was still my old name mm-hmm. because that was on my identity cards and my right. health insurance card. And the lady takes my name, my date of birth, which is really old, by the way. And she looks down at the computer, verifies everything, looks at the prescriptions, and looks up and just smiles at me. Aww. And it was like, oh, you're one of us now. And so, and I've continued at that same Walmart pharmacy, you know, for the last, you know, going on, you know, almost two years since I've started my medical transition. And so I've be, I've, and I see this lady, she lives nearby because I see her, I see her in the store there. I see her at the pharmacy. I've ran into her and out and just wandering around. Her name is Dee. She works for Walmart Pharmacy and she is fantastic. Oh. Uh, she says, always a great smile, says hello to me. We have great conversations. I've introduced her to my daughter and we just, we just chat and she just treats me like one of the girls. And, you know, but she treated me like that, that first time she interacted with me and mm-hmm. she realized the medicine that I was on. And even though I was there coming from work dressed as Jake from state farm, because <laughs> I come from the insurance background. And so, you know, she just, she was, accepted you. It was, she, it was just, it's just heartwarming and, and it, it, it still sticks out. And I'm, and I'm, mentioned that recently to the pharmacy manager there just because it meant so much to me and you know and and i'm talking about it a year and a half later right genuine acceptance yeah they're like unquestioning uh willing acceptance without like it's it's i'm not okay i guess i have to change the way i'm going to address you it's just like oh you are amy and so that and so that's good to know and now i'm going to and and that that sort of genuine acceptance you know it when it happens you feel it right at your bones yeah and for me, a very similar thing. Um, uh, there was this uh, woman that I knew. Her name was Carson, and she and I, I we we were friends. Uh, we had a, we were in a similar group of friends uh, for probably six or seven years before I transitioned. And um, it was almost it was kind of inadvertently I, I sent her uh, a, a picture of me uh, that I wasn't planning on sending to her. And um, she was like, what is this? And I said on there, um, well, I'm sorry, but I'm transgender. And there was like a, you know how like when, when you're, when you're, when somebody's typing something on your phone, you see the little dots going doodly doo, doodly doo, doodly doo, doodly doo. I saw that. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Doodly doo, doodly doo, doodly doo. Yeah, and you're just going. Yeah, I was like, what's she going to say? And, then, and, and, and the, what she said was let's go shopping. That's a, those are just oh my three, God. three best words ever. Yeah, they, they were. Let's go. And it was really cool because, you know, she was, a, uh, she was a data analyst, a financial data analyst. And so it was her job to take in information, process it, and do stuff with it. And so she took in the information. Uh, her friend that she thought was a man is actually a woman. Process it. That's who she is now. So that's who I'm going to call her. And then uh, do something with it. And looking at what I was wearing was like really not appropriate for a woman my age. So let's go shopping. You, I think you've shown me that picture. Yeah, yeah, you have. It's me with the, uh, in the in, in the white blouse and uh, and my used boobs and my in, in the mini skirt. Let me tell you something about not appropriate for your age. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I do. Uh, I want to. You know, I. I yeah, don't... but we didn't have our teenage and twenties. Yeah. So I mean, why not in in the appropriate setting? Yeah. Live live the way you want Be- to. Honestly, because it wasn't me. Really, okay. that, that was the bottom line is... And that's the best answer? Yeah, it really wasn't me. And, and for me, when I transitioned, and, I, and probably for you as well, and a lot of people, when I transitioned, it was like this incredible pain was lifted when, by, by accepting myself. And like it was the, the absence of pain in and of itself is pleasure. And it was so pleasurable. It was... The equivalent, it was, it was the closest thing that I could come to was sex. So it very felt very sexual for me, especially at the beginning. I was, I, I was doing things in a, in, in a, uh, in a very sex forward way. And, um, it really wasn't who I was. 
And I, I realized that afterwards, and it's like, this is not a fetish. I am not, I'm not like a weekend cross-dresser. I'm, I'm transgender. I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm going to live my life as a woman. And Carson helping me, we went into Clothes Mentor, the one in, the one in, uh, in on uh, Jefferson Road, and I was terrified because I was still like, you know, I was like, I, the the best way to describe me was an effeminate linebacker. I really wasn't. I was wearing kind of androgynous clothes. Well, um, you've worked that into your yeah one of your stories. A lot of my stories, and we walked in there and. Uh, she was, she's five foot nothing and I'm like six feet tall and like she drags me in there and she refuses to let me be nervous. She refuses to let me wallow in self-pity or fear. Like I was hovering near her for a while and she finally looked at me and goes, find clothes that are your size and when you get enough, we'll go try them on. And I'm like, okay. oh, that's weird. And so I got an armload of clothes. She got an armload of clothes. She refused to let anybody out there treat me as anything other than a, a woman. That in, the, in that store, she was very adamant about that. No, that's my friend Penny, because she got some looks. And like Penny's, Penny and I are shopping because we're girlfriends, that sort of thing. And we put on clothes, and she helped me. And, and it was like, yeah, that was that was the beginning of me finding out who I was. And I think you know one of the things about when you find those girlfriends, you know, I had, a, you know, my friends, my girlfriends that have come through this transition with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk every day, but when we get together, we just pick up our, but the relationships are different. They're much more meaningful. They're much deeper. And one of the things that, you know, we, you know, I still remember the first time a girl told me she loves me, but it was in that girlfriend, I love you forever type of way. You mean, but yeah, as guys don't speak like that. And I think it's to the detriment of males. Yeah. It's it's very yeah, there that was another that that's another thing that uh kind of worked worked this through for me that that helped me is uh the the an added I I have these friendships with women that are deep and wonderful that I did not have beforehand. I, I was I, I, I was able to like connect myself to an entire group of human beings that I objectified way too much as a man because I didn't know any other way to, to, uh, to address them. And, you know, there was testosterone going through my body and testosterone does not give a shit about my psyche and my, my, my emotional makeup or my gender. So testosterone just wants. Yep. And so, uh, but being able to like recognize these women just as human beings, these wonderful, sweet, thoughtful, caring people. And I found that the way they, they, Approach the world and approach relationships resonated so deeply with me that I, that I, it was, it was just wonderful. I think that me deserves an echo. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure I say it for me. <laughs> I think, I think you earned it after six months. Thank you so much. Yeah. And the thing, the thing about Carson is that she died on, in October of 2018 and Aww. it was such a deep blow for me. Um, and you know, I still miss her on a daily basis, and it was great because she she knew that I was her friend, and I knew that she was my friend, and we loved each other, and I I miss her every day. Oh, well, that's a perfect place to wrap up that first question, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to jump ahead here because go ahead. Um, so, is there anything you miss about living as a man? Pockets. Pockets. <laughs> Seriously, what what the hell is it with with women's clothing? I have to really look for pockets, and sometimes you think you got pockets. And they're just sewing. I I, I bought a pair of sewing shut, and like there was because they had pockets, and I went to put something in there. Like my phone's like, work. What what's going on here? That that I miss pockets. Explains why so many women end up with phones in the toilet. Exactly. (laughs) But now I like I've I've found a lot of like look at these this 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 jumper that I'm working it has pockets I love that you know that's you know serious I I don't know that's that's like well let me ask you what what do you miss is there anything that you miss from being a being a pretending to be a man living as a man yeah I know right you know it, maybe the simplicity of waking up in the morning and not having to put on makeup because you know. We've talked about this before. I yeah. do view makeup for me as an important part of my blending into the world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes that ability just to get up and go, but yeah. otherwise, yeah. no. 
I I think I miss um I, I think I miss being anonymous. Like being able to walk into a place and not have to worry about being attacked. Yeah. Or being propositioned. Or ridiculed or, or ridiculed, laughed at, snickered or, yeah. at, any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the I'm fine with it smiles. You've ever seen that? Like somebody somebody sees you. It's, usually it's like women of our age who will look at us and all of a sudden they'll get this bright, brittle smile. Like, I'm fine with you being here. Yeah, exactly. Especially in, especially when you're in the ladies' room and like you're just like, I'm just doing you know, like I, I, I pee, I check my makeup and I leave. And that's all I do. You forgot something in there. I don't I, I don't I don't drop a deuce ever. I was going to say wash your hands. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do that. Yes, I do do that. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do, I do, do, do that. I do, do, do that. No, yes, I do wash my hands. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes with soap and water. Um, no, yeah, but no, but just having that, um, not having to fight for ex acceptance or not have to like, you know, driving across country and just being able to stop at a restaurant at some place and pee without worrying about it. I had an app on my phone because last in uh, 2018, summer 2018, I did a lot of shows around the country, and I had an app on my phone that would tell me where there were safe bathrooms, and uh, so that was that was an important thing. Uh, when you know I what? This is where I'm going to bring up Dave Chappelle in a positive note. His joke <laughs> in that show, Sticks and Stones, about the, for the transgender people, your bathroom isn't for for another four states. That's Clever yeah. and funny, and it, it's and, true. But, but it's true, and that's, yeah. and it's sad that it's true. Yeah, I did, a, and and not just that. It's also like uh, one of the shows I did was in Minnesota, and I was drive, and I had to drive there. Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah. Like we're going up. Yeah, so it was a. It's a. It's not a one day drive to get to Minnesota, which means I had to find. Well, if you're in Wisconsin, it is. If you're in, if you're in upstate New York, it is not. And what was worse about it is that I got on the road and I was heading towards Wisconsin, and I realized just as I got on the interstate that I had left all of my dresses on the couch at, and so I had to go. I had to drive to Batavia and turn around, come back all the way back to the Southwedge, pick up my dresses, and then go on. But I so that's a that's an hour and a half. That's an hour and a half out of a out of a you know out of a, like a fourteen or fifteen hour drive, and so that 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 got me a little bit late. But that was okay because I wanted to. I found a hotel. I made the reservation. I I found a hotel that had one of those hotels that was like the outside entrance to the doors, not the ones we have to go in and walk down a hallway. Because what I wanted to do is I wanted to find a place that I, I could get a hotel room, back my car up to the door as close as I could get it, get my stuff in there so I'm not spending a lot of time walking in and out because I have no idea what's going to happen. And I wanted to be there at like 11 o'clock at night so there weren't a lot of people around. Mm. This is all stuff that I had to think about as I was going around the around the country. You know, and that, that reminds me, you know, and that's, you know, and I talk about this because I'm still planning my facial feminization surgery and because of... So jealous. Yeah, but I know, but because of insurance issues, it's it's just... Just feels like the goalposts keep moving and moving yeah. on this. And, but, you know, if it, if we lived in a society that didn't care about us, I wouldn't want the surgery. Right. But even today, you know, I work at a place where it is very progressive company, but it's retail. So I'm public mm -hmm. facing and, yep. you know, somebody came through and it's like laughing at me. You right. know, it's like, really? It's 2020 there, buddy. Yeah. You know, get you know, but you got to put on a smile and just say thank you and have a nice day. Right. And so it's just it's stuff like that. It's, you know, nobody should have to, nobody, no matter cis, trans, whoever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I have cisgendered female friends of mine that look very masculine that go through the same experiences that we do. So this isn't the same. I mean, it's just, it's just unfortunate that society places so much emphasis on our looks. Yeah, or and, and our voices. I and our, yeah, yeah. I also, I also have a service sector job now, and I will. And I, a lot of times, what I do is I have to call people and let them know that what the order that we're the work that we're doing for them is done. So I have to come and pick it up, and so I'll say, "Hi, this is Penny, and your order is ready." And they'll say, "Thank you, sir." On the phone. Yeah. And I and, get and I get it too. And it's like I do I don't want to 
belabor yeah. the phone call, the length, and say, no, I'm transgender, please don't call me. Yeah. When they do it face-to-face, I will do that. Well, usually I, I try to come up with something light and pithy. Like the other day, somebody came through and, you know, mine's more face-to-face interaction. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, thanks, sir. And he kind of looked up. I'm like, oh, I gave up my man card three years ago. Yeah. You know, I tried to, and, he kinda, and then they look at the name tag, and they're like, oh, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, most people are fine with it. But one guy's like, well, I guess it's 2020 now. Dwayne Wade's kids came out. I'm like, okay, what? I mean, what? what whatever whatever yeah. makes it work for you, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, if an Just NBA nice. basketball player's kids come out, then of course that's the yeah, important that's, thing. Yeah, so that's okay now. Right. So, so I'm going to ask you a question now that is kind of the opposite of the question that you asked me that we kind of got away from. Are there any un- unexpected benefits you found to, to you when you transitioned? You know, this came up a couple weeks ago in a conversation with um, my youngest daughter. Uh, Somebody asked her, do you miss your dad as a guy? And her answer was fast, unequivocal, and certain. No, I do not miss him. She is so much happier as Amy that I would never want him back. And he was angry. He was quick to yell at us. As and that me- that hurt me because that's the memory she has of him. Yeah. But I'm happy because she sees how much happier I am. I'm not. I don't. I, I just. I don't get quick to anger anymore. And so that that was the the biggest benefit for me. It's just and but. You know, I talked to a friend a couple weeks ago, and even on the phone, he's like, you sound so much happier than what you did the last time I spoke with you, you know, three years ago. So, you know, it's the unexpected benefit is how much happier I really am being myself. Right. Yeah, that, that, is, that is it. Uh, you know, I kind of talk about these, these new relationships that I, uh, that I have with women, women that I knew. But I did not have that sort of closeness. So that's one of the things. The other thing, uh, and this is kind of a weird thing to talk about, is um, I, I have a better spiritual life now that I've that I've come out. Come on, no, God hates the transgenders. Yeah, I've heard that too. And the gays. And the gays, yeah, and all all everybody who's not. And the Jews. And 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 the non-whites, which means, of course, he hated Jesus because Jesus was not white. So yeah, but that's you know. I, I just want to make sure everybody realizes this is all tongue in cheek and some sarcasm. Yeah, throw. yeah, I have a faith community that is oh. very accepting and was wonderful, and um, my my base my baseline um, emotion when I talk about God is has been for most of my life um, either disbelief or fury. Now we need to find somebody who has some specialty in gender LGBTQ issues in the Bible. From, mm. from our perspective that we would like, of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is our show. Yeah, I did not do I did I was on uh Loose in the Bible Belt with with uh with Jay Baker and uh, I'm trying to I'm I'm drawing a blank on on his co host name. But Oh my gosh, we gotta fix that. Yeah, and I I, I know I'm just so bad with names, Tom. Um <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Is that your name, bitch? Okay. I'm just so bad with names, bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, and uh, we and it was it was a okay, fascinating conversation. State Farm. <laughs> I've, I've 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 worn those too. Um, I, yeah, here's a true story. I was uh, I, my church was like doing this this big uh, upgrade, and we're doing a little sweat equity to to take care of uh, some things. Like one of the things we're doing is painting, which I'm going to say was like ten thousand dollars. Uh, and so I, I went to do the painting and I, <laughs> I realized I had nothing to wear, uh, to, to paint. Cause every, I, I, I thought I'd kept some like, like ratty clothes, but apparently I did not, or I, I couldn't find them in my, in my closet. So I had to go raid my son's, uh, clothes to get something to, to paint because I didn't have anything to, anything to wear. Um, but yeah, but getting back to to the point about about the fury, it was that was that was what I had. It was like if there is a God, why is God doing this to me? You know, because I'm old enough that I did not know that there was anybody else in the world like me yep. when I when I when I was a when I was a young child, and I I knew that I was a girl, 
and there was nobody else in the world like me. And I used to pray that I would wake up the next day and be a girl and like miracle that. And then uh, as I got older, I would pray that I would wake up and be a man. One or the other, and insides match the outside, outsides match the inside. I didn't care after a while. I just don't do this to me. But as I've, as I've started living my life and being able, and I think you and I are the same way. We have a voice and we know how to use it. And we're very good at, at being, we're very good at being public trans people. And, and I'm wondering yeah. if that's not something that, that maybe that's, if, if there's a reason for everything, maybe that's the reason uh, I, my, the road that I had, I have. You, you mentioned something this a little bit ago, and I think, you know, I come from, you know, a Lutheran background growing up, mm-hmm. a Mormon background, you know, for 20, almost 20 years. And what a lot of super religious conservative people don't realize is that, you know, we probably were very conservative and religious at some point in our life. And we we took that into ourselves and bobbled up all this transgender stuff inside of us. And finally, at some point, we had to make a decision where it was either going to kill us or we had to come out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think in, both of us have, were in those spots in our own way. And even after I started hormones, I was still trying to call this thing that I was, I hate saying it like that, but I, you know, it was, I was labeling it as gender fluid. And finally, like towards the end, like right before I finally said, yes, yes, this is definitely me being transgender. I had a day where I cried. I rolled around on the floor on, you know, my bed at home and I got on my knees and I prayed and I, you know, and there's this, you know, phrase that will be familiar to a lot of Mormons is it's called rest. You know, we had to wrestle with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I had my, you know, my moment where I just had to, to ask God, am I okay? Am right. I okay to make this final step and call this transgender and acknowledge that that's how you made me God? And the answer that I got for myself was yes. Yeah, I am going to love you as you are because I created you. And some people will say, you know, those are just head games. It's emotions. Whatever it is, it brought me peace. Right. And it's allowed me to move forward. Now, I don't know what I am right now for religion, Christian, agnostic. I, I don't know. I don't care. Right. But I got my answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I go back to what friends, family, and what my daughter say. I'm a happier person now. Right. And that's the important thing. Yeah. You know, you're... But but I had to wrestle with God to get my answer to make that point. So, you know, it's not the devil. It's not some evil spirit, whatever some people are going to want to call it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, and I wish, I wish other people of faith would respect us enough to know that we've, 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 we've really done the work on this probably more than you will ever have to do. Right. Because, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it, it, it's really hard to do these things. But I, I find that I, 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 I found that I have. I didn't do it for the easiness. No, I guess I tell you, yeah, so I, we try. We, we There's try, no easy button. Yeah, exactly not. It's like this, you know, it's like everyone says, oh, you're so brave. No, I'm not. I just, I wanted to live. And, this, you know, I, I couldn't do it any other way after a while. So I have a question for you now, sure. Penny. Absolutely. Other than your conversation with God. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest conversation you had while you were transitioning? Mm. Oh, golly. Uh, there were probably two that that um, that come to my mind. Uh, one was with my brother. Uh, just not because, uh, just because I, I knew that he would not really get it. He's an engineer. He's very, he's very much of a... He wanted the schematic on he it. He wanted the schematic. You know, he, he's like, he's, he's just a really uh, practical thinker. And this is, and so this was not something that he, he was like, okay, so what does that mean? And I was like, okay. So it was just kind of painful trying to explain to him the, the, the fact that, you know, I was... The, the person that he grew up next to and sat in the car next to him and the church next to him and birthdays and all these things for 18 years was not the real person. And uh, so that was, that was kind of hard to, uh, to, to do. And the other one that terrified me was telling my work 
and and I've talked about this. I I've talked about this before, but it's still true. I um, I was working in sports television, and what happened is that I had applied for this job in a sports television role as a as a producer director um, in um, February of two thousand and. 14, and I had my first interview. That was my first interview was in February 2014. I didn't get hired until July. And in between there was when I had my, you know, my, my moment of recognizing that I really wasn't a man and my transitionary period where I went from like, basically yeah. my, 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 there's a seven month period where I went from Okay, I'm not a man. What am I? I'm bigender. I'm agender. Uh, I'm androgynous, and finally, I got to okay, I'm transgender. And so that was in the middle of that was when I got this new job. And so the person that they hired was not the person did not look nothing like the person that had that first interview. And so it was a full year before I told my supervisor that I was transgender. And like we went and had coffee and I was like, there's something I need to tell you. And he's like, oh, just tell me. I think he thought I was going to tell him that I was gay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm transgender. And he was like, yeah, that, that smile froze. And he goes, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't either. That was, well, that's not going to tell anybody. Yeah. No. And you think, you know, you're going to bury this forever. And then, right. you know, all of a sudden, you know, your point, you know, you're in your mid fifties and I was in my mid forties and it's. Uh, yeah, well, nothing else to do but this. Yeah, and I rem no, and I remember talking to you know a friend of mine who he's a great friend and and he's actually still friends with both my ex wife and I, and we both have lunch or dinner with him. And but you know he looked at me, he's like, he's like, when you first told me, he's like, I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. I, I looked at you and said, there's no way. Right. You were. You were the elders quorum president, which means you were a male lay leader in a congregation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm. You were living the male life. Oh, my God. You know, married, kids, you know, yeah. all the stuff. And, you know. The, everything that the Book of Mormon you, tells you supposed to, you're supposed to be doing and the yeah, elders are supposed you're, to be doing. You know, and you're living, you know, and you're in leadership at the local level. I mean wasn't anything fancy but i mean yeah people looked up to us right and you had juice i, I blew it up yeah, you and had so, to. and he and he he's funny he's like i never thought you could pull off the mannerisms or be a woman but he's like i look at you now and you're all woman amy yeah yeah especially yeah. especially in the uh the the spot between the shoulders in the front there you've got a you've got you've got a nice uh You've got a nice, uh, you got you got a nice sweatshirt. Is what I'm trying to say. You've got a very nice sweatshirt, and you fill it out quite well. Yeah, is is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but but my hardest conversation, real quick, if I sure, want please to, do. Yeah, is you know one of the early ones I had, you know, was with my mother, and I don't know if she listens to my podcast, but I'm sure I'll get a phone call if she does after this this one. You know, but you know when I finally made that decision to transition. And, you know, and she, my mom was coming to grips with it. She's like, well, we're not comfortable where this is headed. <laughs> like, oh, huh? I said, well, mom, this is really out of your control. Right. I'm 40 something years old. I live in New York. You live in other part. You live in Florida one part of the year and other states the other time of the year. It's out of your control. I said, but, you know, one thing I've learned in the last couple of years as I've been going through this process is, is that I need to draw boundaries. And if you're not going to support me, then we'll have a very limited relationship. That's That had to be a painful thing to say. It was a very painful thing to say. You don't want to say stuff like that to your parents. No. And I've always had a good relationship with my parents, and I still do. So it's been a couple of years. Has she come around at all? Uh, let's say we're like a year and a half out since that conversation. I mean, so we were two years in at that point of, so, I mean, so yeah, I mean, so we still see each other. And finally, you know, this past year, you know, in 2019, I went out to Denver for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary and mm -hmm. it was Amy. That was and nice. It was, it was nice, but it was also tough because I got my old name followed by Amy a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. I had one family remember refer to me as an it, and oh my god, they were joking. But at the same time, I That's there was a, a quick there was a quick rebuke. Yeah, good. 
Um, that is that's strictly a, off limits. That's a great word to rebuke. Yep. And I said, if, you know, if you want to have this relationship with me, you understand that people are not it. Right. And so, you know, but that, you know, you know, and I, you know, and I, before that trip, I had always said, you know, when somebody dead names you, I'm not a big fan of that term. Somebody dead names you and then follows it up with your name real quick. Great. But I'll tell you what, after, you know, six nights of that. Right. <laughs> I was, it gets I was old. ready to go home. Yeah, it gets and, old. And, and I think, you know, but the family's getting better. And I had a frank conversation with my dad a couple of nights ago. And, you know, even he said, he, he was like, you know, you know, and he's, he's doing great. He's doing better. And I said, you know, when I'm not around, when, if you're not talking to me on the phone, how do you refer to me? He's like, it's really tough, but we really try to do, you know, Amy all the time. But he goes, I slip up the most. Your mom will correct me. And I'm like, well, okay. I said, but I That's said. That's actually kind of nice. Yeah, I said, I said, okay. I said, just keep doing me a favor, Dad. And he's like, what's that? Keep using Amy. Yeah. Do it as much as you can because that's what's on my documents. Mm-hmm. I, picked a, I, I picked a name that, you know, was you were going to give me. So you still name me. And yeah. so. Wow. Yeah. What a great way to put it. You yeah. still named me. Yeah. Yeah, that's I. I did not get that with my parents, so I had to pick my own name. And there, there was one of the. This is not all that hard, but it was kind of weird. Uh, my my best friend, uh, when I told her, uh, we've been we've been friends for for a very long time, and we we both love each other very much. Um, but she was for a little bit angry at me because I transitioned. Because we had spent a lot of time, one of the things that we worked on was, you know, the, my tendency to be a dumb, the, like being the toxic male. And like she and I, she was instrumental in helping me do that, which is actually what got me to the play, place of cleaning up enough, you know, emotional baggage and psychic psych stuff, letting that go to rest that I was able to transition. And she was like mad at me. She goes, I finally found a guy who got it. <laughs> And it turns out it's not a guy after all. Yeah. So that was that was a little that was that was kind of funny, but that was one of the other things. So now let me ask you this question: Could you talk okay. about something that happened? And there's a couple of things we kind of touched on a couple of them, but is there something else after you transitioned that that hurt you emotionally that um, that you haven't already talked about? There, they've been few and far between, um, but it's from people that don't see me or don't talk to me very often you know but i had this happen about three four weeks ago i was talking to a friend on the phone and you know he he first calls me dude and i'm like you know and i know i go and i and i and i always and i've learned you know i said i realize a lot of people use that as a gender neutral term but i but you have to believe me that i didn't like that term directed at me before i transitioned and i really don't like it now yeah well, I just use it. I'm like, I understand that, but I, I, I don't like being called dude. I never have. And I can introduce you to four or five people that can vouch for me and say that I didn't like it before I transitioned. So please don't do it now. Right. You know, and then about two minutes later into the conversation, he drops my, almost my full legal dead name. Hmm. Like not the shorthand version, but the full first name. Like, and wow. I'm like, and I'm like, and finally I'm like, I go, I go, come on, man. And he's like, what? And I'm like, that's that's not my name anymore. He goes, well, that's how I know you, so that's how I'm going to refer to you. I'm like, I'm like, I understand that, but my driver's license says Amy, my bank cards say Amy, my passport, I just sent the application off. It says Amy. My birth certificate says Amy. Everything I do in my life right now is Amy. So for you to say and, you know, for you to dismiss me like that Mm. really hurts. Yeah. That's awful. And I'm sorry. And and, then, and I know, and I, and I don't think he really ever thought of it. And, you know, and I'm trying to find ways to explain to people that, you know, but it's just, I don't know how to explain to a cisgender person who's never been through something like we have, 
how bad misgendering and dead naming hurts or using my old name hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? And I talked about this today where the one guy was kind of laughing at me. You know what? That guy's a stranger. I'll, you know, I might see him again at work and I'll, and I'll find a way to, you know, knock him into place politely. Right. Because I have a way of doing that with my humor. And Plus talk. you're an employee of a... Yes, but I have a way of doing that with my humor. Mm-hmm. So I can find a way to do that. But when it's a family member or a very close friend that refuses to acknowledge my name and my gender the way that I need it to be, that hurts the most. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree with that. That that does hurt a lot um, when, when people do that and, and do it repeatedly. And... Um, yeah. That that's 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 always a, a, a hard thing. Always, always, <laughs> it's always no always. Always. So always. let's not get into pronunciation. No, no, we okay, always sorry. get there. Um, always. Yeah. So yeah, something that hurt me emotionally um, was, and this was this was kind of a weird thing. It's another family thing. You talked about telling your mom. My mom had uh, my mom was in her nineties and had dementia when I was um, when I was when I was transitioning and um, there was a, and my mom was the last person that I told, at least in my family that I was trans, I was transgender. So in 2015, cause that's when it was. Uh, and it, at Thanksgiving, 2015, my son came up from Virginia and I had all of my kids together under my roof for the first time in a very long time. And it was just really nice to, to, to do that and be there with them. And it was a fun time and everybody, and it was my first time as being me, I was wearing this cute purple dress and uh, the food was good and the, fa- and the family was having fun. And after dinner, I went out to my front porch to call my mom. With her, conversations were two and a half minutes long because I, w- I would time them. And I would use her saying, so how are the kids? Because that was always the first thing she would ask me when I would call her. And say, so how are the kids? And then it'll be, how old are they? Oh my God, I've missed them. And all these different things. And how are you? And so that was the pattern of conversation. So I would start a stopwatch when she would look at my watch when she would say, so how are the kids? And I'd wait until see how soon it was, how are the kids again? That was two and a half minutes. And so that's what we had. And so we were, there was Thanksgiving and I called her to wish her happy Thanksgiving. And how are the kids? They're all together. It's really fun. Uh, I'll send you a picture and all that stuff. And she goes, how are you? And I was feeling so good. And it was my first time my, my family had accepted me. Everybody had accepted me. Um, it, was, it, it was wonderful. And I said, it was just a fun, fun Thanksgiving. And I'm just so joyful. And she said, what? I said, I'm joyful, Mom. And she goes, I, I, I can't understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm joyful. I like said it like three or four times. I, I just, it must be a bad connection or something like that. So how, so how are the kids? And we went through the entire conversation again. We got back to how are you and how are things going? And I said the same thing. I'm joyful. And she said, what? And I realized that she could not hear me say that I was joyful. That was not something that she could associate with me. And that, it was so weird. It was so. That, that. Yeah. It went through three times. I tried three times. And the the third time I was like, I got to go, mom. Happy Thanksgiving. And I hung up. I, I, I was like. And that really hurt that she, my life was so bad and I was so miserable that she could not imagine her child having joy and expressing joy. And so that was, that was something that, um, I have nothing for that one. Yeah, I know. I don't either. That's, it... that's really, that's, I, I just, I think as a parent, I think we would all want our kids to have joy. Yeah. Uh, just sometimes people yeah, so... But, of course, how old at that point? 90-something? Yeah, she was in her... She had been 89 or 90 at that point, yeah. Yeah. It was it was hard for me to hear that, but um, there was no other... Uh, there was really no other recourse. I could not tell her that I was transgender. First, because that wasn't a word when I was I a mean, kid. Yeah, I mean, how would a... In 2015, 16 area there, how would an 89, 90-year-old woman even equate that word? yeah. Yeah, it was uh, completely out of her range of expertise. Yeah. Of, of anything. So. No, I'm sorry. Thank Do you want you. a hug? 
After we're done here, okay. yeah, we'll, give, we'll do the hug. We'll do that because I want to give you a hug too. Aww. So that's right. So uh, I yep. need a hug. It's been a long weekend. Yeah, well, mine's only been two days. So well, so is mine, but it's been a week. Okay, so how about how about the other way? What was something happened to you that was touching and tender that was you just you you were able to cry about it? You could be able to feel as a woman. That was something that you could do that way. That was like you were a woman in the situation and you were able to be a woman in the situation. It wasn't so much a cry as much as I remember I came out to this friend that I've known from a business context that I goes way back to when I first moved here back in 2008 and I came out to her online, you know, I send her a Facebook request and I get this message back from her and she's just like blown away. You're the first friend that I have that's ever gone through this. I have gay friends, but you're my first transgender friend transitioning. I just read an article from the mother of Teddy Geiger in our local newspaper here. Um, it's just really fortunate that I read this because I had this, this is, she's like, I'm here for you. I'm going to support you, be your friend. And she has been. And we got together right after I got back from one of my trips. And we're sitting at a bar one night after a comedy show over here at a um, local bowling alley. I think you probably know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And she she pulls up her phone and she says to me, I want I want you to see these because I want I want to share this. And because this was such an empowering experience as a woman that I want you to see these pictures. But before I show them to you, I want you to know I would never have shown the old you these pictures. Wow. And she pulls up her phone and she shows me these beautiful, I don't want to say, what sort am I looking for here? Oh, gosh, just very strong femininity sexuality just boudoir photos or something boudoir yeah there that's i was trying i was trying to put some other before i got there but yeah she pulled up her phone and showed me her boudoir shoot wow and i just looked at them and i'm like these are beautiful they're just so powerful they're so feminine and i just looked at her and i and i was almost crying not i was almost there but i just said i i can't express to you how much this means to me that you shown me these and that you trusted me with these. Yeah. That and trust. I just, and I just, I thumbed through them and I'm just like, these are beautiful. Thank you. And I scrolled through, handed her phone back and it's, it was, it was, it was a, it was a beautiful experience. Right. Yeah. That's an amazing, that's an amazing story. And yeah, that, that lack of, uh, that's what I was, I was talking about. I don't know if we, we talked about it on the air or off, but, uh, that ability, it was on the, it was on the show. The ability to relate to women in a non-sexual way, but still appreciate her sexuality, yeah. her femininity, yeah, and her power as a woman. But not, you know, uh, Mary you, Fuck Kill sort of. You just took the words out of my mouth, Penny. Yeah, yeah the, 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 that masculine energy of oh, hubba hubba, or anything like that. That's not there. It's just no. a recognition of the beauty. Oh, and I have another friend on Facebook, or not Facebook, on Instagram, who posts, you know, some of her, her pictures from some of the boudoir shoots that she does in Minnesota. And they're just, I, I've always been. Always. Ah, stop it. <laughs> I've, I've always have been attracted to strong, powerful women. Mm-hmm. And I think. Every woman that I've been in a relationship with, even the most recent one, has that characteristic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and the, but that's, I want women around me who are strong, right. who are confident, and who can express themselves and don't need a man, don't need a partner, don't need another woman, whatever it is. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they don't, and then you can just be there as a friend. Yeah, and as as another or, or as a girl, partner or, or a girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, whatever it, whatever is, it is, significant yeah. other, you know, whatever that, yeah. whatever we how we however we just decide to define that relationship. Right. Yeah. So. yeah, for me, one thing that happened for me is after I transitioned that, um, 
I began to um, recognize and be okay with the fact that I was sexually attracted to men, which was not something I ever admitted to or even was a lot of times was even aware of that when I was when I was uh, when I was a, a man. And, and that, that was really weird because I would I had this uh, relationship where I was very much, although I was very supportive of uh, equality and gay rights, I could not be around gay men or transgender folk because there was just I, they made me too uncomfortable. It's like I, I celebrate your rights and everything, but I just could not be around. Them. And I actually involved myself in a project with a with a married gay man because I wanted to get over this. And I had this really weird, and it was like one of the things that kind of helped me go over because I had this progression where I started doing some work on myself. Where I was saying, I am afraid, but the, the, my thought was as if I was afraid that I would get propositioned by a man was what I would tell myself. And then I realized as I was working through all this stuff, that wasn't true. I was, I was afraid that I might be attracted to a man. And then I realized as I was transitioning, though that neither of those were true, it was just I had no desire to be with a man as a man. But as a woman, that is something that I'm interested in. Hmm. You know, so that that was that was something that was surprising to me, that awareness. Yeah, you know, and I've heard other transgender women talk about that mm. in their own different ways. You know, and there's you know, for a while last summer, you know, when I had some stuff up on some dating apps. You know, I thought mm, I might right. try. I just, I for me, it's still, right. it's still, I, Most, and I just made a post about this this week. It's yeah. like, am I a gold star lesbian? Because exactly. I've never been with a man. Yeah. <laughs> We're, yeah, the, the, our, our guest today, Liz Lilly, she, she's like super gay is what she calls herself. You know, she's like a super gay uh, trans woman. And, and the, thing, the thing that gets me is that so many uh, cisgender people are not aware that there are such things as transgender lesbians. Well, uh, that your co-host is. I most <laughs> most of my transgender friends are lesbian. Uh, the the, I, the I, my transgender women friends are are lesbian. I think a lot of them are that I've run into, but I also run in, you know. But there's no stereotype for our gender or our sexuality because yeah. there's so many that I know that are. Bisexual, polyamorous, mm -hmm. pansexual, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just, Even I mean, asexual. Asexual, yeah, thank you for, yeah, definitely. You know, we had a guest on who was asexual. Right. And I think, you know, the, you know, I think when, you know, we have this cis heterosexual normative stuff, this thrashed down at us from our birth, you know, Oh, it's a boy. Better get him something pink. Oh, it's a girl. Or I got that backwards. You know, it's a girl. You, you better <laughs> Not get her you. something <laughs> blue. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, you know, we just have these colors equal gender thing. And, you know, everybody, you know, and these young girls go through this, you know, like Dr. Celine Gugulas said. That, you know, these close are, enough. Close enough. Yep. Right. That, you know, these girls go through this, you know, pink princess phase, you know, and. It seems yeah. like this rite of passage and, you know, it's just, but I think when you're willing to step back and explore your gender identity, I think it just makes you more open to also exploring your sexual orientation as well and what that means and opening yourself up for possibilities. And so. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think that for me, the, the idea of uh, like labeling my sexuality is specious you know there, there's really no reason for doing it <laughs> right now my sexuality is not uh well, it's I'm, funny because every once in a while i get a question so what's penny like i'm like i you can hear her on the podcast that's a pretty good you know well, what, what, no. what, who's she attracted to i'm like i don't know yeah. it's like the least interesting thing about you is your sexuality yeah I, that's <laughs> good because there's nothing there there's no there Do there people ask me all the time they're like what about penny i'm like i don't, I don't know Tweet Penny. Find, well, out for, find out for yourself. Are they cute, these people that are asking? Are they my type? I don't know. I don't know what... I don't even know what your type is. Tall. Tall? For, for, for men, it's tall. I'm, okay. I'm sorry for I'll being so basic. I'll remember that. I'll remember that for tall. next time. Next time a tall man asks me about you, I will say tweeter. Yeah, exactly. Please do. I, I know, but, but I mean, it's... It's like, you know, it's... People... <sighs> 
you know, it's funny, like people, oh, you and Penny must be great friends. Yeah, we're friends, but we have our own lives. We do our own things. And, you right. know, we spend enough time here in the studio and working on our podcast. Right. And doing other things. Yeah, We hang yeah. out every once in a while. We yeah. see each other in the clubs and all that stuff. And occasionally we do stuff socially. I've been yeah. to your house once. You haven't been to my house. My house is a piece of shit. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, it's, it's not because it's not because I, it's like somebody asked me, what, uh, why didn't you and Penny move in together? I'm like, nah, I don't like our house. Yeah. Yeah. They, you no one like, I don't like my house besides it's, it's, I, it's a very small house and I have my very large son, my, and my daughter who's there. So there's no place for you unless That's you want to, okay. you can, you can fight the cat for the, for the futon. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy in my bed where I'm at. Thank I'm, you. I'm so glad. Yes, and so yeah, it, you know, the, that assumption that because we are transgender, that something that they, and we hang out that there's something sexual going on between us is, yeah. and I, I, that's not on us. That's on other people. I don't think we. No, but I think you know it goes back to the fuck Mary kill thing. You know, we don't think like that anymore. Right? No, we don't. You know, and so our we can have this. I mean, you're a beautiful woman and you're a uh, wonderful person. And, but yet that doesn't mean I want to jump in the sack with you. No, we can recognize each other's beauty. We can celebrate each other's beauty. And I would love to hear you talk sometime about getting boudoir pictures. Cause you, uh, the, you know, the, oh. I saw, I saw that picture that you posted of yourself in the gym and the, uh, and I was like, wow, that's, that that's a woman who's got a lot going on. I would love to see her in a boudoir photo shoot. You know, I take some crap. Are you from, blushing? Are you yeah, blushing? Yeah, I Amy? actually kind of am. I, um, I just, you know, I take some crap from people for the way that I dress and for some of the pictures I post. And well, fuck them. Well, and that's kind of one of the conversations I had recently. Somebody's like, you know what? I love you. I you're my friend. I'm your friend. But you know what? good relationships have boundaries mm-hmm. and I just, I would it just appreciate not having comments about the pictures I post, if, you know, and I understand. Right. And so, but at the same time, you know, for me as a transgender woman to go into any type of um, gym facility mm-hmm. and I become very comfortable with my workout pants and a sports bra. Right. For a couple reasons. Number one, I I can. Right. And it's not illegal. Right? right. So right. there's two reasons. I can and it's not illegal. And three, it's more comfortable. Right. Sports bras are hot and they trap heat. So an extra layer, T-shirt, whatever it is, right. traps more heat. Right. It's cooler. It's more comfortable for me just to work out in a sports bra and a pair of sports you know, pair of yoga pants, yoga pants. Right. And, yeah. and, and you, gosh darn it, I look cute in them. Yeah. And you have enough, you have developed enough, uh, breast tissue that you can't just go with a t-shirt anymore. No, no, that's, it, 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 that would be well, worse. I, I mean, there, I was probably two, three months on hormones and I had to wear a sports bra because from running it, they hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It would be worse in so many ways for you to do that. And it's, yeah, no, you know, it it's, you're be, right. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be comfortable. I wouldn't be able to exercise. Yeah, I know. And so that's the, that's the other thing that I, I am enjoying is the fact that I can compliment women on their looks mm-hmm. and not have it be sexual. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've learned how to do that. But this cuts back the other way too, because one of our former guests made a Facebook post about that they are no longer because they're transmasculine. He cannot compliment women without some women thinking that he's being creepy. Yeah. So that's really interesting. It really sucks because we know this person very well. Yeah. And they're wonderful. They're a wonderful they're, human being. They're, they're sensitive. Wonder- they're yeah. They are. They are. Uh, they are one of the most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't want to say woke, but I don't want no, no, no. But what they are is they're very aware, and this might identify the person, but they're very aware of the dynamics of sexuality and yeah. power and privilege. Yes, yep. And they work very hard to overcome that, overcome that, and to point it out where where they see it. Yeah, and so, but now because so to have that happen has got to be 
Oh man. So there's yeah, there's a flip side to that. That's really yeah. That's a that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. So this has been a really fascinating conversation. I think we're going to do a real quick wrap up, just mostly because we got a uh, we got another uh, ad to drop in here. Do you want to just skip the ad? Nah, let's do it. Come back. All right. So we'll be right back after this quick break. This is Transformation Thursday. To financially support Transformation Thursday, go to TransformationThursday.com and that will bring you to our Patreon page. Once there, click on the Become a Patron button. You can also follow us online on Facebook. You can follow us by searching for Transformation Thursday Podcast. And please join our private Facebook group by searching Transformation Thursday on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at TransThursPod. To make sure you stay up to date with all the latest episodes, please subscribe to the Transformation Thursday Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google podcast or wherever you get your podcasts on apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a short review it's free and it does help get transformation thursday out to a larger audience finally transformation thursday is copyrighted material all rights reserved 2020 Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she her and I'm Penny Sterling and my pronouns are she her as well you know, Penny, I'm really thankful that, you know, Liz Lilly, who is supposed to be our guest tonight, um, I guess she lives in my home state now of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really thankful that she decided to call, because she is sick, I'm decided that she, you know, postponed on a, I'm not happy that she postponed, but I'm happy she did because I didn't get my flu shot this year and I didn't want to catch the flu. Yeah, well, I'm really, I, you need to get your flu shot, Amy, but not because of this, because... This was a video conference. And oh. <laughs> so the only viruses that would come would be on your computer. But so Oh, was, Russian so, born. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that yeah, so we will have Liz Lily on in in another another episode coming up. Yep. Uh, she's a fascinating human being and you should you should go on there and, and, and you should watch. follow her on the tweeters. Yeah, she's yeah, she is she is a badass on Twitter. I yep. really love watching what she does. Yep. But this has been a really fun hour just chatting with you, Amy. And it's like, yeah, we don't get a chance to do that all that much anymore. So no, with our lives, you know, we're, you know, work schedules, family schedules. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, you know, recently discovered I'll have some more free time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very positive spin on a situation, Amy, that I don't think we want to get into on here. No, we don't. But um, definitely we'll have some more free time. So uh, we'll have to um, meet up at Boulder and. Right. And chat soon again off air. Yeah, but you also have your new you also have your new podcast, Amy, which we haven't really talked about no. in our podcast. You've you've ditched me for for a podcast. Well, I wouldn't say ditched you. I would just say, you know, this podcast but one of the things you said is like you didn't want to make it transgender just, only. Right. That was yeah, there are so and, many changes in the world that yep, I, I and, find and fascinating. And so you and I, and let's be, I'm going to lay my cards out on the table for our audience. You and I have had this little yin and yang thing back and forth of, I have this marketing hat on that says, you know, we need to be very niche and very specific with our audience. And so I've wanted to go very much more towards transgender stories, non-binary mm -hmm. stories. And, and, you know, we work those in right. with our story, Emma's story. Um, Teresa Tangri, so many stories. Spencer Shiley, so yeah. all these different stories we've tied them in, and so we we've had great guests on, and we've been able to do this, but we've also had comedy news, um, right? All kinds of great faith, topics. Uh, yeah, yeah, faith, um, uh, HIV recently with cancer, cancer. So we we've talked about societal change. So my idea was to say, okay, I want to, I want to still be very niche so i stole this idea quite literally from the latter-day lesbians <laughs> because i love them yeah and and so but the, you know they have their main sunday podcast that drops on sunday and mm -hmm. then on wednesday they drop a second midweek podcast they call it and that one's called latter-day letters where they read letters from listeners so you came on just decided that you want to talk to people about their transitions yeah it's really cool. I, I listened to your first episode, and it was really fascinating. I was, yep. listening, I was listening to it because I was also editing it. But well. <laughs> that's, you're going to take those over after this. But Yeah, I might need some lessons because I can do some real basic stuff. But, you know, yeah. last time I did a lot of editing, I was still using a block with um, tape and, and a razor. razor. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's back in the bad old days. Speaking of bad old days, we got we're we're both old and it's getting to be past our bedtime. So I think it's I a, this is a really good time to wrap up the show. It's been a lot of fun chatting. Oh, so with hold on real quick. What's that? So trans stories. Yes. So the first episode dropped today, which is a Sunday, so it's going to drop on Sundays. But to maintain the integrity of our um, audience, and because I don't want to develop a whole new audience, it drops on the same feed as Transformation Thursday. However, it's going to be on Sunday, so that's going to be our midweek drop is on Sunday. Right. So the first one was with Jordan Gray. She is a um, transgender singer and comedian in England who I had the opportunity to meet. She is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm going to take her up on her F offer to collaborate with something she's later this year. She's, she's a wonderful person. Beautiful human being. Beautiful human being, inside and out. So, and then I just recorded the second episode tonight with Tori Bailey from Toronto, Ontario. Um, another wonderful person that I got to meet last summer. So, um, and I have some other guests scheduled to come up um, from all over the world. Right. So, that'll be good. Yep. So, listen for that as well. But for right now, we're done talking today. We are. We are. So, I have a bone to pick with you. This We're going to do this off air. Just kidding. I don't have a bone to pick. I don't have a hat in the ring. I don't have cards on the table. All that stuff is you, Amy. All right. Good night, Benny. <laughs> good night, Amy.